Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we're here to bring you more knowledge, more lights, and more love. Today, again, we have an incredible guest. We have the best guests. There's so many great people out there in the world doing great work, and we have another one here. Yannick Silver is here, and he's going to talk about his recent book, The Cosmic Journal, the Cosmic Journey, Oracle, and really everything he's about. He's about a lot of different things. But first, before we talk to him, I need you to do something for me. Go to patreon.com slash midnight on earth and check out our new Patreon page. Yes, it's true. We have a patreon page a place where you can go to support us directly all of the money that is collected via patreon enables the growth of this podcast it helps it get out to more people around the world and today i'm excited to announce that we have reached 160 countries it goes up and up and up eventually we'll have reached the entire world In order for me to do that, to get the messages of these guests out there more, to create a situation where I can devote even more of my life to this incredible program and this information than I'm already doing, which is over the top. So I need your help. I need your support. So that is what Patreon is for. Go there, become a patron of this podcast. There's going to be exclusive content. There's tiers of support. You can choose a tier that suits you. And again, just know that that support is what I need in order to expand this thing, to make it bigger, to help. Help me help you and the world because we're all one. So let's help each other. Go there, patreon.com slash Midnight on Earth. When you're done with that, follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore Earth. That is the address. You can follow us there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you go to get your podcast, click that button that connects us. So when incredible people like Yannick come on, The technology expresses itself, and it's going to be amazing. You'll get a notification. And most importantly, tell a friend. Tell someone that you know that loves these type of podcasts. You know them. They're your coworkers, your friends, your family. Bring them here, midnightonearth.com. Okay, so before we can talk to Yannick, we have to read his bio. So here we go. Yannick Silver has been called a cosmic catalyst, a maverick mischief maker, and a galactic goofball. 
He redefines how business is played in the 21st century at the intersection of more profits, more fun, and more impact. Yannick is the creator of the Cosmic Journal, author of Evolved Enterprise, and the founder of Maverick 1000, a global network of top entrepreneurs and visionary entrepreneurs making a serious difference in the world without taking themselves too seriously. In fact, it's not unusual to find him dressed as a lemur, a showgirl, or even in matching mermaid tails with Sir Richard Branson. This group periodically assembles for breakthrough retreats, rejuvenating experiences, and impact opportunities, and to date raising over $3 million with participating icons such as Sir Richard Branson, Sarah Blankley, Tony Hawk, Chris Blackwell, John Paul Dioria, Russell Simmons, Tim Ferriss, and many others. Yannick served on the Constellation Board for Virgin Unites, the entrepreneurial foundation of the Virgin Group and Branson family, and his lifetime goal is to connect visionary leaders and game changers to catalyze business models and new ideas for solving 100 of the world's most impactful issues by the year 2100. Big ideas. This guy has big ideas. This is amazing. He calls Potomac, Maryland home with his wife, Missy, and his two mini maverick adventures in the making, Zach and Zoe. And undaunted, his love of doodling still continues to this day. And he's here with us now. Hello, Yannick. How are you, my friend? Hey, hey, Jake. What's up? I'm um, glad we got that yeah, primer on that. your life. You're, that's amazing. That that well, bio was I, monstrous. I think I think we somehow we got the long version. So there, there's a much shorter version, too. But. <laughs> that's OK. We want to tell people who you are. Uh, Dennis McKenna did the same thing. He said the exact same thing. And, you know, the thing is, is that people want to know about you. They want to know what you've done and what you think and what your life's about and your recent book. So let's just start at the beginning. OK, tell me how you became this conscious entrepreneur. Because you seem like you understand a lot of these higher knowledge concepts, and yet you're working them into the business world. Not that that's not a higher place in itself, but it is a little more in the third dimension. How are you doing this? Yeah. Let's talk about this. Well, I mean, I actually think that uh, business can be the greatest lever for making a difference in the world. And all of that is about how do we bring higher consciousness to it? So where it came from is kind of like everything, like all at once and in little pieces, right? Like along the way. So um, when, you know, some of the people that you mentioned that were participating icons and some of the things that we do really learn some of the incredible pieces of, of having a higher intention and higher way of, of having an impact in your business. So uh, I have to maybe go back where, so I, I started in the digital marketing world did pretty well there. And then people were like, Oh, how did you do that? Could you teach me how to do that? And, and so everything was, was kind of great. And then I asked myself a really simple question, which was, am I happy? You know, Yannick, are you happy? Would you, would you be happy, um, you know, 10 years from now? And, and so in my journals, I do a lot of journaling, uh, 
the real answer was no. Uh, when I got really, really honest and, and it seemed like such a simple question, like, you know, are, are you happy? And, and so that led to me starting Maverick, which is all, all those things that you kind of mentioned. And it was all around make more, give more and have more fun. And I've thought, okay, well, this is going to make me happy. I'm going to hang out with other amazing entrepreneurs. We're going to have business experiences, adventures. We're going to have a charity element. All of it sounded well and good. And then about $400,000 in, my wife's like, um, what the hell are you doing? Uh, because the, the other company is really funding a lot of that. And, and I was just cutting off so much of the other pieces that, that weren't in full alignment because I felt like there's something bigger that, that I could be doing and helping others. And, and so it, that was really a turning point where it was like, okay, well, I could keep doing everything I had been doing before, or this thing that is very uncertain, but there's some, a bigger reason why here. And when I started examining the why, the why was not to just create an adventure travel company. It was to really change the way business is played. And so it really forced me to, to step into the unknown. I talk about a lot, like following your heart is frequently scary, but, but never wrong. And, and that's where the, you know, some of these, these nets started appearing when, when you take those leaps and then also meeting some very interesting celebrities, but then also unknown people that had all the pieces of, you know, this, this greater impact and greater consciousness and, and business and what that could be. Interesting. So were you a spiritual person, kind of a conscious person on your own, or did this kind of activate you more? Both. Uh, so okay. as a kid, I was definitely a weird kid. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I loved, uh, I was really interested as, as a, as a, as a, I don't know, a young teenager, maybe 12, 13 into like, I was into Stonehenge and in the pyramids and I was into, uh, UFOs and just anything like parapsychology. Just, I was just intrigued by everything. I'm like, this is fascinating. And then I kind of put it away for a long time. And then when I got to that spot where everything I had known before, you know, been pretty successful, and then it was, this was the only thing that wasn't working. And I was like, okay, well, what is going on? It really forced me to go back to almost like bedrock. And, and so I'd been studying, you know, as, as again, a weird kid. Uh, I worked for my dad's business since I was about 14 telemarketing at 16. I got a car. If I went out and cold called and, and our clients were doctors on this little 16 year old punk calling on 50 <laughs> year old doctors. And it was, it was an incredible learning experience, but I also realized that it really sucked to, to cold call. And one of my doctor clients who I sold an entire surgery center to, he gave me a tape that really kind of turned my eyes on to uh, a new way of marketing where you could actually write a letter and have people raise their hands and be like, oh yeah, I'm interested. And it's a whole direct response learning about how to do that. And I was just fascinated by it. And then at the same time, I, I got into like Earl Nightingale and Jim oh. Rohn and, and some of these other just... Um, Legends. I don't know, just touchstones yeah legends for sure where i'd have all these tapes across the 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 bottom of my uh, passenger seat my buddies my hockey buddies would get in the car and be like dude what is this i'm like yeah you, you won't like this and <laughs> and i i learned from earl nightingale where it's like well so many things one was you know if you want to become an expert in anything you study for read for one hour a day for three years or become a world expert by doing that for five years and so for me with that whole marketing and copywriting, I was like just fascinated by it. I'm like, okay, well, what happens if I did it for two hours a day or three hours a day? But I was also just immersing myself in this transformative personal growth. So then when things weren't quite working, it literally was bedrock of like, okay, what have I learned from 20, 25, 30 years of this stuff? Uh, and and what, what what is it? And so it literally went back to some of those spiritual principles. Um, I remember, and like 
I love synchronicities. I love magic when it shows up because it really kind of points you into the right direction. And so when I was in this in-between kind of stumbling phase about, okay, what am I doing with this company? Um, I remember, so my wife is very, very afraid of any kind of bugs. And so when I go off somewhere, maybe playing adult hockey or whatever, I come home late at night. I remember one night she, she's like, uh, you need to take care of this one bug. And, and it was underneath a book. And, and she's like, I, I placed it there so the bug doesn't move. And it was a book called uh, The Great Work of Your Life by a guy named Stephen Cope. And, and so, you know, when books appear like that, you pay attention. And I, I had bought it or someone gave it to me. I can't remember. And I'm like, oh, this is really interesting. And it takes apart the Bhagavad Gita, which is one of our, you know, most incredible spiritual texts, and then applies it to people's lives like Nelson Mandela or, uh, or Susan B. Anthony or, or others that are famous, but then also not so famous people, regular people, when, when they found their true dharma and how they've really just exploded in, into, into what they're meant to be doing. And so I read this book and I'm like, okay, well, this is really where I am in this inflection point. And so all these different things really helped bring about, I, I don't know, I guess a spiritual renaissance in, in a way and then applying it to, to business. Well, it needs to happen because these things like business are foundational functions of the human experience. They've been with us since we've been trading. I mean, the business concept, creating entities to distribute or create a service or some kind of situation, it's part, it's ingrained almost in our DNA. I mean, the market itself, you could say there's a sacredness to markets because of the energy that's behind it. Yeah, there, there is, there is definitely a sacredness to it when it's done with greater intention, with, with real purpose, with real, uh, just, just mission and, and impact built into it. And so that's, you know, the book that I wrote based on these pieces that came to me was the evolved enterprise. And, and actually it's been about six years now since I put it out and, and in there there's, there's an entire framework and process, but it starts with you. So all that work that I was doing was actually like, you have to evolve and that's a never ending cycle really, but, but. <laughs> You have to get really deep into you know who you are. A lot of times, you know. So me as an entrepreneur, I was successful with what I did, but it it wasn't completely fully fulfilling. That was that question, like, what, am I am I happy with, with what I'm doing? Would I be happy if I was doing it ten years from now? Right. And 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 when you really start examining that, uh, it, it takes it takes courage to look at. Okay, even especially if you're successful, because outside looking in, everything looks great. And, and you're like, okay, well, what, what am I, you know, really meant to be doing? I talk about connecting your head, which is your business side, along with your heart, which is your impact that you want to make in the world. And then your higher purpose, like, how do we align all of it? Like higher purpose is like, why are we here? What'd you volunteer for? What's, what's the real reason that, that you showed up and how do we align all of it? And so that's sort of that evolutionary work. And that, that, that requires deep introspection as well and reflection. So shadow work, um, you know, any kind of deep work to really find out who you are. And then from that comes the real enterprise, this evolved enterprise that you want to grow or tweak or evolve with what you're already doing. So that comes the next layer out is this cause, like why? So you know, so when I was kind of going sideways with, with Maverick, I had to tap into that why. And the why, again, wasn't to build an adventure travel company, but it was to change the way business is played. And, and actually, one of my favorite questions during this period was, I asked my 111 year old self, I said, okay, what, what do I need to know? And, and I use my non-dominant hand. So I use my left hand to write. Um, and the answer was light a thousand suns who each have the potential to light another thousand suns. 
And that became the overall greater mission of what, what we were doing. It changed really everything um, of what we were doing with Maverick uh, to more of this evolutionary growth. So originally it was a dollar sign, a happy face, and a heart all interconnected. And then we changed it to a tree to really represent growth. So that evolutionary and transformative growth and the business growth, and then the heart and the and the happy face all remain the same. So the essence was the same, but it was just a, a little tweak that was really needed to get us into that right spot. And so that's the cause. And the cause comes from like, what do you want to see in the world? Like maybe what is a, a wrong that you want to write or what is the thing that you care the most about? Or what do your customers or or clients, what do they care the most about? And that's, that's that cause, that deep why. And then beyond that, and you want to incorporate that into everything that you're doing. And then that builds the community that you're serving, create more like zealot fans instead of just customers or even like words are really important as I started as a, as a copywriter. So, you know, when people talk about a, a you know, consumer good or something like that, that already means that oh, someone's just consuming it. There's no real relationship there. Um, so a community has a deeper relationship. And so that builds your community and the culture and then the, the creation, which is the product or service. So that's part of the framework of, of what that could mean. Wow, that, there's a lot to unpack there, Yannick. I want to talk to you yeah. about a few things that you just said. Okay, so really, we've talked about this on the show before. It's kind of a formula, and tell me what you think about this. Talent, okay. talent plus service equals purpose. Because when you discover your talent, that then can become your service. And your service when your talent and your service are aligned, whether it's in the business world or whatever it's showing up, then that's your purpose. Your service is your purpose. And also, it seems the greatest goal, like we have these goals. We have these goals to heal, to help the earth and do all these amazing things. But really, there's this overarching goal that you can say is the goal of all goals. And that's to unite the earth and create this wonderful planet where we're all together living in harmony, right? And truly conflict is, we've evolved past conflict, right? So it seems like with our business choices or whatever our focus is with our life energy, if we plant that flag and that greater goal, a lot of things can happen. And we have the microcosmic version of that, right? Of like our personal goals and what we're doing with our businesses and how we're doing it consciously. But there's always that higher goal that we're pushing towards as a collective. Tell me what you think about that, Yannick. Yeah, I like that. I mean, talent and service, uh, equals purpose. I think that's a, that's a good part of the formula. You know, there's a couple parts maybe that I might add, or one part especially is play. So I was just <laughs> talking about this with uh, one of my, one of my business partners, we were talking about this concept that I have, which is playfully, purposefully, profitfully and, and playfully, the fully is in, in parentheses. So play, uh, really represents one of the highest essences of what we can be doing here. Um, so, to me, talent represents that in a way like when when we're doing something that is really engaging and and it's really meant for us, it's our unique genius. It feels like play. So it's not just like play, like I'm going to go play, I don't know, hockey or volleyball or whatever, sure. but play like fully utilizing who you are and your talent and, and unique expression of who you are and then applying it into greater service for the world. That That is to me play fully, which then creates you know, this purpose fully and then, and then profit fully as a byproduct. So, you know, every time I I've done a lot with entrepreneurs at all levels and we talk about value creation. So one of the very first things I wrote in my journal 
I don't know, 30 years ago was uh, I'm, I, I am enriched fully by, by providing 10 X to hundred X in value to anyone that, that I serve or something like that. So it's about value creation and that 10 X to hundred X. So that's that service aspect. And, and so, yeah, you know, that the formula has, I, I like that formula in some ways. That I'd, <laughs> I'd probably add, I'd add play. I'd add something that, you know, that really uh, brought it alive as well. And, um, you know, there's, yeah, I, I think, I think all of it is there, like all of these are fractals, right? Like yes. they're, they're, the aspects of, of like they they hold the the little the little gem of 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 everything and and that's where all the all the best wisdom is it's like you can keep you can you can compress it or you can keep expanding it yes and everyone can have their unique spin on it but what i've noticed and it seems like we've learned from a lot of the same people i'm a big earl nightingale fan big time and i've noticed yeah. that as you study more and more and more you find out that all of those concepts are hermetic concepts they go back to ancient egypt and even before they're somehow ancient and nobody knows where they're coming from but they're coming through these new teachers over time you know there was the turn of the century turn of the 20th century kind of wave of authors and teachers and then people like earl were a part of another wave but they're all kind of showing us these same methods these same techniques from that ancient time yeah well if it's truth right so jake it's going to be a facet of truth, right? So it's always going to contain, uh, like, if if we actually go back and, and and study different spiritual practices, religious practices at their at their sort of Gnostic level, at the real uh, deep level, it's it's all the same. Yes, it's because it comes from the same place as, as you're mentioning. Um, I, I forgot how you called it, but but I, I think of like the the cosmos, the universe wants to evolve in a certain way and the, and, and the individuals who are the clear channels for it, they're going to be receiving that, that, that same kind of down download transmissions, whatever it is. And then of course it's going to be filtered through their own, you know, unique viewpoint and paradigms and, and lenses, but, but it's coming from that same single source. Yes. And it, and it's something about the evolution of humanity. I mean, we're going to talk about your book. I want to talk about your book, but man, we're having a great conversation here, but there's something about the evolution of humanity. That's a part of that, right? Like there's something that wants to evolve and that, that energy is about moving us forward and expansion, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's, it's, it's not about, you know, me, Yannick or you, Jake doing whatever it's, it's, how do we fully tap into what is this, this deep, deep, uh, like, like I, I feel like when we're in alignment with, with what, you know, let's take talent and service, um, as that example, when you're in that alignment and, and it's pure, then you're really that channel for, for this evolutionary growth and, and conscious evolution that's happening. And it is happening. So if you study, I know you do, yes. uh, like these deep, uh, tr wisdom traditions, so many different ones talked about these cycles of evolution, right? right? So, you know, we had, we had the, the golden age and the silver age and then, um, bronze and iron age. And so a lot of people like think about like history as this linear process, but really a lot of civilizations also like the Mayans, uh, the, you know, deep, the, the Indian yugas, they would talk about these cyclical time period, like, like time was a, a cycle. And, and so I think of it that same way, but then also like this evolutionary cycle where it goes up and, and spirals up like this. 
but you so you're you're still you're seeing that cycle and just like you know it's a very simple concept because everything again as you said is hermetic and as above so below and and all these things are correspondence because if you think about day and night right that's a 12 hour roughly cycle of light and dark then you got your seasons you know that's that's uh, you know the same thing and then you have these these other big periods of time and why you know why remains why they have 13 calendars including one that was 5,000 some years. And, and so we multiply that by five, it's roughly equal to the procession in this whole great year. And, and that, and if you just take it in a very simplistic way of about, you know, 13,000 years of darkness and 13,000 years of light, we're coming into this ascending level of consciousness. That's why conversations like this are happening. That's why yes. when I hang out with other entrepreneurs, they're talking about meditation or they're talking about other things that are awakening in them. And, and I love it because they are, um, one of the concepts I have is bloom where you're planted it. So not bloom where you're planted. And, and I'll tell you like how that came about in a second too, because it was very synchronistic, Please. Uh, but bloom where you're planted it was like, you know, if you're in the medical field or you're in this, you know, production spot or you're, you know, wherever you are, and then you're being lit up and then you can light others and, and where you become a lighthouse for others within your industry or, or category, that's where you're going to be able to bloom because that's, you know, there's a reason that you're in a particular industry or marketplace or wherever you are. And, and to me, you know, business isn't bad. It's, it's how do we, how do we use it in a way that is more conscious and can be a greater lever for good. So all those things can be that impetus and catalyst for this evolutionary growth that, that we're really leaning into. Yes. And like we were saying earlier, it's part of the human experience. It's foundational how we interact and transact with each other. We just have to dial it in more, just like all the other functional aspects of the human experience where there's unconsciousness, there's a need for some of those things, but we just have to dial it in more. We have to tighten it up and make it a higher frequency experience just all around. That's all. Yeah, exactly. And, and so what's the greater intentionality? What's the, the real purpose behind it? And and also learning from, you know, one of the things that I'd like to do in my lifetime and hopefully sooner and later is is help add more. So I've been really fortunate to learn from some incredible indigenous elders and teachers and wisdom keepers. And and so a lot we will talk about the hoop of life, which is every every creature being everything has a place on that hoop of life, right? Humans only have one spot on the hoop of life. It's not we are the, the end all. It's it's everything. The ant, the you know, the the water, the ocean, all that has a spot on this hoop of life. And so, imagine if companies had just like you know, Jeff Bezos is kind of famous for holding an empty chair in meetings, which is the chair represents the customer. So, what if companies held an empty chair to represent the earth in some way, or or you know, have an advisory board that also thought way beyond just a transactional nature, but, you know, thought about what is the reciprocation of, of, of us with, with the earth. Or what if they just brought in the shamanic perspective? They just brought in that greater consciousness. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I, I have this, so I have these 20 predictions for the 2020s. Uh, uh, and one of them is, is kind of maybe far out there, but I see it happening is like, I think, I feel like there's going to be corporate shamans. And the yes. corporate shamans are going to be holding the greater intention of, you know, when, when, when you can tell the difference, right. When, when you have a meal infused with love or, or there's a product or service, you know, provided with love versus just simply going through the motions of, of what it is. And, and so that, that to me, the intentionality is going to become even greater for, for everything that we do. 
It does seem that way, but that's part of our ascension process. Like all of our daily rituals, how we interact with each other, it's all going to kick up to a higher yeah. octave. Yeah, absolutely. And that's fun. And and we're in this uh, really, really interesting time period where it's all shaking up and, and, and seeing who's going to, you know, there, there's, uh, I think, an aspect that wants to hold on to control really, really tightly and continues to grasp it even tighter. And then there's another aspect, which is just naturally in alignment with with this evolutionary flow that wants to happen, which is decentralization and cooperation and coordination. And, and, and you know, you look at, um, I don't know, like everything from like, let's say way back, a single cell organism to then a multi-cell organism to becoming like, let's say an organ in the human body to then the human body itself. And then the human body as, as another organism of the earth and, and so forth. And, and you just keep having this exponential uh, growth in that way. And that's, that's where we are. It's, it's like that, that's the natural progression of things and that it can't be stopped. No, it's unstoppable because it's, happening in a way that's bigger than just the earth, the, the universe itself, our galaxy, it's all evolving. There's a magnetism that's pulling us all forward. That's truly beyond human consciousness. But in our talk, I want to help people, spiritual people feel like and understand money is okay. Because as we get into a higher frequency existence, guess what? We're still going to use currency. We're still going to use methods of transactions that are mediums between two people or organizations and a person's things like that. So, so many new age, spiritual people, metaphysical people have this aversion to the energy of money. Now I know that me and you are past that, but how can we in a very bare bones sense, help people understand that that money's just neutral energy and it actually is spiritual and sacred in its own way. Well, you know, you know, I'll, I'll back up and, and kind of, you know, share about myself, which is interesting, right? Because like you said, we're, we're over that. So as I said, at the very beginning in my journal, in my beginning of my sort of entrepreneurial journey, I wrote, you know, I get rich by enriching others 10x to 100x of what, what they pay me in return. So to me, the value, that was always the, that was the, the, the lever that was the touchstone, 10x to 100x in value. And so if you think in value, that's, that's a tremendous way of thinking about it. And then I went through this period where, where things were just going kind of sideways. And it was really odd because, I had built seven or eight different projects, all hit the seven figure mark in sales without really much effort aside, just, you know, intuitively deciding what I was going to do next. And then this project that I was so passionate about that I felt was like, you know, one of the ultimate expressions of who I was, wasn't working. And, and that's why it really forced me to look deeper into again, that why. And when, when you start aligning that why, then things opened up even more. And so money is, you know, you can start researching money and currency and there's a lot of interesting aspects of it. Uh, but, you know, to me, if you think of it as currency, like words are really important, right? So currency is a great way of thinking about it. And, and it is an exchange. It's a value exchange. It's a, uh, you know, it's an exchange of, you know, if we even go as far as saying it's an exchange of love, like we were talking about, like something that's created out of love has a better resonance to it than a higher resonance than, than something else that's just designed to extract money. So that's why... You know, even like the words that we use are so important, right? Like we talked, uh, uh, originally I said like consumers, right? If you're thinking about your buyers as a consumer, that's not a lot of consciousness in that choice of vocabulary. End user is another one. What is it? End user. I've heard that. End user. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> and, and there's a like, 
I think your words really create your world. So be, you know, really pay attention. Like you bring awareness to what are those words that we're, we're using. And in marketing, it's really easy to get sucked into stuff where it's like, yeah, end user or, or consumer package good, or who's the consumer or who's the, you know, let's create uh you know, who, who are we even like, like almost like a, uh, warlike words where it's like, you know, okay, what's the tripwire for this buyer? What's the, uh, uh, I don't know, like, who are we targeting? And and so like, it, it takes away the, the essence of that you're delivering something to provide someone with a better life, to be of service to them. Yes. And, and how do we get back into that? And, and that's where there's going to be a natural flow. And if you're not seeing a, a natural flow, and it's also give and take to just like breathing, right? Like the more, we're, we're, we can't just breathe in or we can't just breathe out. It doesn't work that way. So that's, you know, this currency also has to be in, in, in current, like it has to be in this flow of, of giving and receiving. And, and what does it look like? Uh, and, and you can, you can get like focused on, you can get so focused on money that it takes away from what is the essence of what you want to deliver. Uh, or you can be like, Oh, I don't care about money. It's, it's not a thing, but, but it is a thing in, in, in a way, because, the more resources you have, I always said that money amplifies who you are. If you're a, a a kind person, if you're someone that wants to make a greater difference in the world, it's only going to amplify who you are with the more resources that you have. Uh, and if you're not a kind person, if you're someone that, you know, is, is trying to, to, I don't know, to do something just, wrong, just something speaking, awful, whatever, <laughs> like, yeah, every, right. It's just going to amplify that. Like, you know, you could be more of a jackass by, uh, uh by, by having having more resources, so it, it, again, it's it's what what you're doing with it, and who, how are you a steward of those resources? I just feel like spiritual people, if they recalibrated themselves, the ones that have that aversion, if they recalibrated themselves and attracted those resources into their life, they can do so much good. Like you said, it magnifies your intentions, and if you're a pure person then it's going to magnify that you're going to be out in the world doing this amazing work. And I think that that's really the issue is that people have problems with greed. Yes. Greed is very bad. Coveting, coveting money is very bad. <laughs> Letting it flow like an energy, bringing more of it into your life so you can channel it into these good things. That is truly light work. You could say. Yeah, I have, a, I have a good buddy of mine. He sold his company recently. He's part of our, our Maverick group that we run. And uh, uh, he, he he did very well for himself. And he was already doing well before. Um, and he just said, you know, my lifetime goal is I want to give away 90, 95% of it, but not give it away just to charity, but give it away to people that are doing amazing work and doing good things so that I can see that amplification and see those ripples of impact that that I can I can help bring forth. And And so there's... You know, maybe you, you like it's it's I, I love experiments. Right. So I, I I like also like pushing where I feel comfortable and, and my growth edges. And and so one of the things that you could do is an experiment of I, I call it the magic piggy bank. And so I had all these ideas and things that I wanted to create and art included. And and so I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to ask one of my friends. Um, I'm like, hey, what would be a dollar amount? That, you know, you said you always want to support some of the interesting things I'm doing. What would be a dollar amount that you would, you know, it wouldn't even matter to you if it worked or didn't work. Like, what would it look like? Um, 
to create this matching piggy bank for just all sorts of experiments and fun things that we could do. Um, and, you know, he didn't even think about it or sorry, he did think about it. He came back to me and gave me a dollar amount and, you know, it was great. I haven't, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll wire you that amount tomorrow if you want. But it was, it was an experiment in asking and and receiving too of, of, of that. And, and then having that energy because, you know, I can go out tomorrow and go create, I don't know, revenue in some other way, but it was a new way of experimenting with, with, with asking and not from a, um, I don't know, like, like a guilt version or a, or, but it was like just truly being in, in alignment with, with higher service there and not having like having joyful expectation of, of it'll show up or not, but not being attached to it. And that was a big thing. Yes. I mean, you were just open again and you know, it's just really getting people past that. Cause like I said, if the spiritual people did tap into that more, we can just do the things that we want to do faster. I mean, money is the fuel of all of that. Right. Well, well let me, let me take it back one more spot too, Jake, because I think it's really important. You keep talking, you know, spiritual people. And I think there's the spot as well that happens where there's a, um, it's like you're you're naming something, right? So it's like, oh, even like again, thinking back to our words, like, oh, you know, that person's filthy rich, or that, you know, or there's they must have done something wrong in order to get that, or or like, so you're creating this um, this separation between you and what what you think you want. Like, so you really have to like, there's there's something to go into these stories that we have and and understand like if we're in that separation mode or we're um, we're we're just really identifying that person as that they're 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 not good in some way and so we're better than them because we're not we're spiritual we don't need you know these material <laughs> trappings or whatever it is exactly so that's the issue it's it, it's it's like you're you're cutting yourself off from that even though you're you think that you're better than in, in some way and again i'm making a maybe an assumption or a stereotype in some way but but it happens and, and it so creates kind of blockages really, yeah you got to really look at those words and those thoughts that you have that are separating you from from that yes and just to remind people that everything is infinite it's all made out of this one thing is it infinite intelligence is it original substance who knows what it is but it's in back of the energy it's behind the energy it's just that one thing and whatever that is it's infinite so you can attract the infinite into your life by coming into alignment try an experiment concepts. try an experiment it's just like give it 30 yes. i like 33 i do 33 days i do lots of 33 day experiments and just see okay well like one of the things i actually have <laughs> one of my journals was connected to this and i actually have it out so it's perfect oh, so perfect. each of my journals have a theme and so this is yeah, probably can't see it because we're not recording. The There's video, a hundred dollar bill, people, in a folder. There's a hundred dollar bill with a bunch of doodles on it that I have, and then also this drawing that I created, which is a universe symbol with a big tongue out, which stands for the Great Cosmic Joke. <laughs> and then so my theme for this one was uh, love to be compensated joyfully, yes. and and just this joyful abundance and tapping into that. So allowing even like when little things show up, you know, you find a couple pennies on the ground, or you find whatever it is. Um, I, I had so many, I think it was during that journal time, we had some interesting things show up that were just like out of the blue. Um, I, I won't tell you all of them because they, they sound almost too unbelievable, but I will tell you one that was really fun, Okay, which is, so we're at, we're at the beach and, um, and it's my family and I at the beach and we're, we're at our friend's place. And so my car doesn't start or my wife's car doesn't start. And I'm like, oh, all right, great. So I don't know why, but so we jump it with my, my friend's cables 
And then we get to our place and my wife in her infinite knowledge, she's, you know, she's very smart. She's like, oh, well, well, we couldn't park into the garage because someone, you know, we might not be able to start it tomorrow morning. I'm like, ah, whatever, it'll be fine. But so she's like, no, just park on the street. And and where we were is a bit of like uh, a partyish town where the meters only start. So we parked in a meter spot and the meters start at like 10 PM. And, and I'm like, all right, well, I guess I have to go out and go, you know, feed the meter for, for the night. So I go out there and literally sitting next to my car, I see a $10 bill or a $20 bill. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. And so I pick it up and it's actually $260 sitting next to my car. I'm like, oh, that's okay. Interesting. And, and you know, I also make a note of things that show up that are out of the ordinary because usually there's some sort of synchronicity to it. So I pick it up, tell my wife, she's like, oh, that's pretty cool. So the next morning, of course, she was right. It didn't start again. And I call the local gas station and they they come over and, and give me a, a quick jump again. I go to the to the gas station uh, or the service station and go get my car uh, fixed up. And they actually have a battery there. It worked out well. I just you know walked around, meditated for a little bit and then came back to go get my my car repaired. And uh, and she's like, so the, the woman at the front counter, I'm like, OK, well, how much is it? And she gives me the bill. And she hand her the credit card. She's like, oh, yeah. Do you have any cash? My credit our credit card machine's not working. I'm like, well, actually, I do. And I handed, you know, $260 for whatever <laughs> I had. Then the bill was $200, I think, $61. Oh, my God. So it was like, this perfect, like it was literally exactly perfect. And um, and, and so there's, a, there's like another synchronicity it ties into, which is this number 260 kept showing up in in different factors because I was actually in study with this Mayan elder. And 260 is the number of the uh, the Sulkin. So it was just like another sort of like, you know, I, I call these like winks from the universe or like big time nudges. <laughs> well, speaking of synchronicity, I mean, we just had the director for the Foundation for the Law of Time taking over Jose Arguez's work about synchronicity just last week. And we were talking about the 13 nice. moon calendar and a lot of the things that you're talking about right now. So we found that yeah. the synchronicity, the synchronizing of everything, that's the true timeline. And the artificial time creates those charged synchronistic experiences. But you had those when you were creating this wonderful journal, right? These are some of the magical things that were happening. Tell me about the cosmic journal. How did this start? What was your motivation for creating this? Yeah, my motivation was really to create something for myself. So I saw uh, and I wish I could give credit to the person, but you'll you'll find that it's called this hundred day experiment or art art challenge, and it was kind of all over the internet. You know, it happens a couple times a year, and I'm like, huh, all right, hundred days of art. That sounds interesting and difficult <laughs> because I travel around a lot, and and uh, I'm like, okay, well, but what would it look like? And and I use my journal to kind of go through my thoughts as well. So in my journal, I'm like, well, what would it look like if I did this experiment for a long time period? And then I, I decided, well, I'm going to do it for 108 days. You know, obviously in the wisdom traditions, 108 is a much more meaningful number. And so what I did was I decided I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I have no idea what it's going to turn into. I just knew it was going to be one page, a journal page every single day, whatever flowed through me, whatever came forth, or I'd go back through years of journals and find stuff that I thought was interesting and, and, you know, redo them in some way. And it became the best part of my day. Uh, when I get to that little check mark that I would get, literally it could be one o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, whenever it was, wherever I was. And, and then maybe about 40, 50 days into it, I'm like, wow, this is fascinating. I'm like using it like an Oracle and I'll just pop it open the previous ones that I've done and be like, all right, what do I need to know? And so I started working that way. 
And, and so when I got done with the, uh, the 108 days, it was, it, you know, it was like one of my favorite things to, to carry around with me and, and show to people and show to my friends. And it, it literally was like, I wasn't planning on publishing it. I wasn't p- planning on, I didn't, I didn't know exactly what I was going to do with that. I might post a couple pictures on Instagram from it. Eventually I, I had literally no idea. And some of the best things that you create are literally created for yourself. And that's what this was. And one of my buddies looked at it and he's like, dude, you know, Yannick, I love this. You, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pay to publish it. And, and so he created, he paid to put out um, 888 versions of, of this vegan leather edition. So we had this, this little, little version like this. It looks like, like this. Oh, wow. This purple vegan leather version. Cool. And then, uh, and then one of my buddies got me a breakfast meeting with the head of Hay House, which is one of the biggest, you know, transformative uh, yeah. book publishers out there, publish people like Wayne Dyer, who, you know, I'm a huge fan of and, and so Reed Trace, who's good friends with, with Wayne, he and I are having breakfast and I, and I show him this, this thing and he's like, oh my God, I've never seen anything quite like this. And, and so they fast forwarded a contract for, for the journal and for this deck of cards that I have, that Cosmic Journey Oracle. So it's been, you know, really fascinating to see how something can just, you know, take on an energy and life of its own by not, not having a plan for it necessarily, but just being in flow with whatever is coming up. Yes, an interesting synchronicity. Somebody was just telling me two days ago, I didn't know this, that 108 was a cosmic number because of the episode 108 that I have on my podcast was with the sister of Bob Weir from The Grateful Dead. We were talking about channeling Jerry Garcia. I was telling him about this. And then he broke down how 108 was this cosmic number. I hadn't heard that before. And then you're telling me this now. This is synchronicity in action yeah, yet well, again. I mean, 108 is, you know, it's 108 mala beads, 108. Um, it, it, I don't know, remember what you guys talked about there, but, you know, it's, uh, there's 108. If you look at the moon and the earth and sun relationship, that's the big one. Um, is, that what, is that what you talked about? I, I'm not sure exactly what the context was right. at the time. It was so, a personal conversation. So yeah, I mean, it, it's really incredible. If you look up sun, moon, earth, uh, 108, you'll see it's like to a, like a point nine nine seven percentage uh correctness it's something like um i think the earth like 108 earths will fit for to to the sun is the distance to the sun or maybe 108 earths are across the sun i can't, i forgot what it is uh but but it's literally there there's an exact very close uh number and that's why it's such a sacred unique number in that way and, and there's multiple things around that too yeah Interesting. Interesting. Well, you call this a galactic instruction manual. Why is that? Yeah. Yeah. When I hand it to people, I'm like, this is your galactic instruction manual uh, to (laughs) that you were that you were missing when you were born to fulfill your destiny here. And and that's the way I wrote it kind of for myself again was right. Right. Like, here's here's stuff you want to really remember. Here's stuff that, you know, are really important. And then, you know, when there's new stuff coming in, so like, for instance, I mentioned that uh, bloom where you're planted That was a really interesting entry um, where I did this really intricate drawing because, you know, again, every day was a drawing in some, some, you know, journal page. And, and so I did this intricate drawing and literally I was falling asleep. It was like three o'clock in the morning and my pen, like I, I nodded my head and my pen, I, so I wrote, I was originally going to write bloom where you're planted. And then I wrote P-L-A-N-E. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. What am I going to do with this thing? And, and I don't believe, you know, there, to me, there's no accidents. So it's like, okay, well, what, what does that mean? So then it came into bloom where you're planted it. And then it had a whole different meaning 
again, you know, kind of like what I told right, you, like, you know, right, where, right. where are you? Like, why, why are you in that particular industry or category or whatever you're doing? Because you, there's a reason to bloom where you're, where you're planted it. And so that entry really tra- changed. And then there's other things in there that were just meaningful like that. were just, you know, I, I was deciding I might, I might do part of it. And then like the, the labyrinth one is really one of my favorites. And, and that one needs a visual, maybe, maybe in the show notes, we can, we can link to the, a visual of it. Sure. But or we'll post labyrinth. it on the main page. There you go. Yeah. It's a, it's a really good one. Let me find the, let me find it in the journal, but, but just as a good example of this, again, this, like these just being in flow and synchronicity. Um, maybe if you find it first, let me know what page it is. I don't have all, all oh, the page numbers. 53. Is it 53? Sure. Yeah, it sounds, uh, no, that's a spiral. Hold on. All right. Page 93. 93. So it looks like, looks like this. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yes. Yeah. So originally, you know, it took me a long time to draw that labyrinth. And then originally I was just going to say, you don't need to see the full path, just the next step, dot, dot, dot. And I was going to be done. And, and then I'm like, you know, I, I like following my intuition and my intuitive hit was like, all right, I'm just going to keep going and see what, what shows up. And, and so it says, you don't need to see the full path, just the next step. And then the next one and the next one will, will open to you. Each step moves you closer to your center, even if you feel like feel upside down and turned around. And at that point, the, the the words are literally upside down from the center point and turned around. Maybe you feel like you're walking in circles further away from your goal. And this is on the outer edge of the labyrinth. Keep moving, keep going one step forward, one step onwards until you see the next turn, which is on another turn in this labyrinth. The next twist in the road, the closer you get, you will be tested at the threshold. It's all within sight, and that's like really close to the center of the labyrinth until you shift again. This time you come home again to your yourself fully. So like that just like came through and it was amazing where the words were like literally in the right spot according to where where you are in the labyrinth. So you really got to see the visual of this, but it's but, but it's it's pretty powerful. We're gonna post it right on the main page, people, yeah. right on midnightonearth.com. It's gonna be right up front. You're gonna see it and you'll know exactly what we're talking about. You look at it on your phone while yeah. we're talking. So so that kind of things, you know, are just are just magical. And again, it just continued like people would be like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, I I I cried when I pulled when I opened up to the right page that I needed at at that time. Um ah. or or the or the cards too are, have been really magical. So I feel like this would be a good spot, Jake. If you're up for it, why don't we your choice, maybe a, a card or or a page out of the journal. So we'll, let's use let's some do a card. Let's do a card. I have my set right here. So um either I'm drawing right. or you're drawing. You tell me. Uh you know what? You you draw. Why don't you uh, shuffle yeah. them up and, and uh, you draw draw a card, and then we'll use that as uh, part of our next conversation. And people, Yannick blessed me with the gift of his book and the Cosmic Journey Oracle. It's one of the benefits of being a podcast host. You meet incredible people, and you get, <laughs> occasionally you get gifts. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, so let's see. All right. Okay, so. There are no wrong turns. Oh my God. Oh, there you go. Wow. What number is that? 27. 27. All right. Well, that, that definitely falls into, you know, what we've been talking about. And so let me read you the card. Okay. And so it says, there are no wrong turns. What if you couldn't make a wrong decision, wrong move or wrong turn? How much pressure would that eliminate from your life? All roads lead to the exact same place of perfect perfection, just arriving via different routes. 
you come here with your cosmic assignment that keeps knocking over and over again. So don't worry, you won't miss it. We always want to be certain of our path, but life doesn't work like that. Sometimes you're almost there and sometimes it feels like a long road ahead. It's only by embracing the ambiguity that you can create the surety you seek. So then there's a cosmic catalyst, which is a prompt. And then there's a cosmic checkbox, which is an action item. So I'll, I'll tell you that the prompt first, which is what mistakes or wrong turns have I made that ultimately ended up benefiting me? So what mistakes or wrong turns have I made that ultimately ended up benef- benefiting me? So I, I would give this as homework for anyone listening is, you know, this is a great little journal prompt for you for tonight or tomorrow. And, and, you know, I always journal by usually meditating first or just even taking like three deep breaths together. So let's, uh, let's play this out together here, Jake. Okay, right, yes, let's, sir. Take a three, let's, uh, let's do three. We'll do three breaths together. You okay. take a uh, big, big three breaths in from your, from your belly all the way up. And just let go. Help clear your mind a little bit. One more big breath in. And last one, really big, all the way up from the belly. And hold it at the top. Three seconds. Three, two, one, and let it go. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn it over, put the spotlight on you. So what mistakes or wrong turns have, have you made that ultimately end up benefiting you i'll give you a moment to reflect on that well when i was a concert promoter which i still kind of am on the side my podcast thing is kind of my main gig now um i uh met a woman and we started a family and at the time i was very doing very well and going on a certain career path but then um, you know, having a family change that sometimes I wondered if I jumped timelines or what happened there, but then of course my family's so beautiful and I love my wife and my kids are amazing. And I've had experiences that transcend anything that I could have taken had I been Mr. Concert promoter guy, which I still yeah. am, you know, on the, on the side, but you know, it, it was, it was a growing career path at that moment. So that benefited me. My God, my family. I mean, there's nothing that even compares. Yeah. It's really interesting. And journaling is a great process for this, but really any kind of reflection, because you get to look at, especially when you're faced with really meaningful choice points in your life and you're like, okay, well, you know, and you're stuck and you don't know what to do. But if you start thinking about it kind of can feel very paralyzing that I don't, I don't know what direction to use or, or go or, or whatever. But if, if this idea, like there's no wrong turns and you just keep getting rerouted and rerouted to what you're meant to be doing. Exactly. And, and, and you just, you know, you come here with your cosmic assignment, keeps knocking you, you know, kind of knocking you. I, I call it the cosmic alarm clock. You can either hit, hit snooze or, or you can answer it, but it's, it's going to keep going off and, and in multiple ways. And it could be listening to an episode like this. It could be, uh, having a book randomly, uh, show up for you. It could be uh, a lyric in a song. Like, I, I feel like there's all these activations that we maybe have pre-programmed for ourselves or that, you know, others are reflections for us. And then that keeps moving us in this right direction. So you can't make a wrong turn. I think that's beautiful. And I love that we did that together because it's true. You're always on the right path. And, you know, I did wonder at that time, like, did I get knocked off my, spiritual assignment, like you were saying, 
But no, really, my family was my spiritual assignment. And I now have children that are amazing manifesting light workers with incredible training out in the world. And then I'm now back still doing concert productions. <laughs> yeah, well, there you I go. think that, you know, one of the cards in here, um, there's so many great ones, but one is talks about these these evolutionary turns and and that you know, so many of us are like, oh, well, I want to get to this next level or this next that thing. And some it requires giving up something from a previous identity in order to make this next evolutionary shift as well. And at the same time, I think that there, you know, we talked about this concept of play and play also involves encouraging our inner child to come back online. So, you know, if this, the, the, the concert promotion thing or whatever you loved as a kid, it's like, how do we bring it back into a, a higher essence of, of what it is, where, where we are exactly. Oh, what we have cooking Yannick is amazing. And if you want to come do a workshop, we could talk about this after the episode. I'm inviting you right now on the show. 157 countries around the world are listening to this. So I guess you're there. <laughs> if you it. have to be there. Um, so it. tell me more about the benefits of journaling. You feel like this came out of that, this book, which is amazing, but there's more to it. Like what do people gain yeah. from daily journaling? Uh, well, do you, do you journal Jake? I don't, honestly, I'm so all right. busy all the have time. You, I wake up and it's like Monte and I'm just like, go, go, go. Yeah. So, have, but you've heard about journaling before, of course. obviously. Yes. Yes. And and have you tried it ever? Um, not since I was in my early twenties. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So I, I meet a lot of people that are like, so we'll, we'll, we'll first let's talk about the benefits of journaling. Okay. So journaling's actually been scientifically proven in peer reviewed studies to make you happier uh, because it, it typically creates a beginning, a middle and an end on the page. Um, so you're, you're, you know, we're, we're, we're meaning making machines. We, we have our own stories that we're bringing forth. And, and so this creates a way of processing all the things that, that we're experiencing. And, and so journaling, and it literally doesn't matter, um, you know, what, what you're journaling about. So I can start writing about something and what I end up writing about usually is not going to be the, the same thing. And, and so I, I love, again, these experiments, right? So if I can make a recommendation or a prescription, it would be a journaling experiment as well. So it could be, no, I'll do it. it. Let's do it day. right now. Let's set one well, for myself. For you, but yeah, okay. Let's do it right now. Yeah, let's, yeah, set, yeah. let's set a goal for myself and our audience. What should we do? 10 days of journaling. Tell me on yeah, I mean, I, I love uh, I love specific numbers. So let's say let's say eleven days. Eleven we'll days. It, uh, well, that'll be something doable. So you know, again, my experiments are typically at least thirty three days, but eleven days if that feels really doable. Um, it's funny. Um, you know, Spartan Spartan race. Have you seen that? The no. Big, the big adventure races where you're doing like really really hard things where you're. Is it kind of like the Ironman triathlon where you're just going uh, through multiple disciplines? Yeah. Or? Like like a mud mud run, but but much much higher intensity one. A lot of people probably know what they are. The Spartan race, or there's a, there's a couple others. But so the guy who founded Spartan, like they put on like there's one point there's millions of people that go through their their races, and he's he's oh, wow. a really tough guy. He'll he'll do his name is Joe DeSena. He'll do like 300 burpees every single day, and so he, he we uh, we did an event with him in his house in Vermont, and and so I was talking about journaling, and he was talking about uh, burpees. So I took on the burpees challenge for 33 days, not 300 of them, mind you, but I think I did 33 per day for 33 days, and then he took on journaling for 33 days, and and he's like texting me, he's like, dude, 
this is freaking hard. He's like feelings. And, and he's, he's like, this is really hard. Uh, but, but he got through it and I give him credit for it. So, you know, let's, let's, we'll do 11 days. Okay. So 11 days. And then to make this work, like you want to make sure that you succeed, right? Like we want to make it as easy as possible. So a lot of people get really frustrated because they're like, Oh, I need to journal for an hour or, you know, a half hour every single day. Like, like make it the, the least, like the minimal sort of, uh, win for yourself. So, you know, even like 10 minutes works. And, but what I do is I'll journal typically before I go to bed. Um, and, and so you want to create a spot like a, a, like, so it's not so haphazard. Like it's not like it's, it's actually something that, you know, is going to be happening. And especially if it's during this time where, where you're really trying to build potentially a new habit. I love experiments too, because there's a beginning and there's an end and you decide like, all right, is this interesting? Do I want to add it to my life? Did it enhance my life? Or I'm like, no, you know, I'm good. And, and so like when you're learning meditation or you're learning something else, it's not a light switch moment. Like you don't get the benefit of meditation just from one meditative uh, session, but like same with journaling. So you, you build up the, the benefits of it, but, but you, you'll, you'll start seeing it. And, and again, you know, 11 days might be enough, might be longer, but make it an easy win for yourself. So set a, a time. It could be like before bed, it could be first thing in the morning, whatever it is, you want to create that time where you're like, okay, this is going to be my little space for it and, and make it 10 minutes, make it super easy. Um, and then some people love prompts. Other people are, you know, are like, I, I don't know what to write about. So if you need, you know, a prompt like the using the cosmic, Journey Oracle is a good way of, of, of journaling because you'll, you'll pull up something and, and it's, it really ties into something. Um, you can use the actual journal itself because uh, you can flip it open and then journal yeah. on the left side of the page um, or literally, you know, any, any kind of journal. So I love, um, I love colored markers. It really helps too, because it just creates more, more, a little bit more fun playfulness when you're drawing or you're, you're adding things into it. You don't have to do it. You want to create also a journal that you're going to enjoy Right. Like, so you can, I mean, everyone can start with whatever they want. It could be a, could be a legal pad, but for me, it's like, I want a nicer journal because it's like my ideas and insights are worth it. Yes. So you want to do everything possible to, to feel really excited about it as well. And, and then also don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like, don't be like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta solve this huge issue for, from it. Or I got to, uh, you know, I don't know, go as deep as possible. Like the other thing people get really wrapped up in is if someone else is going to read my journal, and, and so if you feel like that, where you can't be honest in your journal, because you're like worried that your kids or your wife or your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend, like whoever's going to read it, like you could have a little lockbox or, or whatever. Um, you can also um, just like journal. It's just for you, right? Like don't, don't as much as you can, don't censor yourself, but it, it also helps. Like if you feel safe to, to express yourself in there. And, and then just see what happens. Go ahead. You got a question. I was just going to say, do you feel like it releases energy and organizes the mind? Like you kind of get to see an overview, like you send the beginning, the middle and an end, but then it also kind of releases the energy as you go through it. Like some sort of like internal counseling, you could say just by putting oh, it on the paper. Massive. Yeah massively yeah absolutely just it's a processing way and then there's other ways of like you know so now that i've been doing it for many many years uh, and I've, I've learned some really great, great techniques that go even deeper um so like i mentioned to you when when i was kind of in this i don't know like going sideways phase with with maverick i use my left hand my non-dominant hand to ask to, i love questions too like so asking really great questions can can set you up for for a great journaling session that's why these prompts like especially in the cards are really powerful uh but 
so I asked, you know, what would my 111 year old self tell me? And then that was that answer of light, a thousand suns who can each light another thousand suns. And that really became the framework and mission for what, what I'm doing. So if you're stuck in a spot, you can use your non-dominant hand and bring that in. And so there's lots of really powerful ways of getting answers that you might be seeking. And that's where it gets exciting too. It doesn't have to be like, you want to do anything that feels exciting. Like you're not going to do it if, if it feels tedious, <laughs> it feels like work, right? So, it, you know, going back to our theme of play, like it feels playful of the self-exploration, then uh, it, it, that's what, that's what you want to do. And it, it was actually in the journals that my doodling and art started coming back as a kid. I wanted to be a professional hockey player and a, and a cartoonist in the off season. And, and it took, uh, you know, my, my first journals were like very black and white. And then I started doodling a little bit and now they're like these really big, colorful explorations of all sorts of stuff. And, and so it's fun. Like keep it, keep it fun for yourself. Yes. Yeah, there is an energy release and it's fun. You do gain something from it as well. And yeah, uh, exactly. Oracles, like you said, can be used as a prompt because it seems like your oracles and the other oracles that are out there, they seem to be tapping into like the essence of tarot right? Like you're creating these energetic points with a framework behind them. They have these representations, but a lot of it's kind of open to interpretation and adaption to your own life, but still there's this container and somehow that gives you this portal to non-linear information. It's really interesting. What do you think about that? What is that? Well, so I'm definitely not a tarot expert at all. And I, I've, you know, I've, I've worked with it a little bit, so I, I can't say to me, the Oracle is different than, than a tarot because that that's based on, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting sort of esoteric knowledge for the tarot it's, it's with the seasons and the, like the, the all, all sorts of things. But so for me, the Oracle taps into synchronicity, this non local consciousness ah. that, that, that we're like, you know, even like the card that we pulled that you pulled was connected to our last conversation about the labyrinth about the, you know, there's no wrong turns. Right. And of course, you know, again, as we're meaning making machines, we can be like, Oh, of course that, you know, I, I see this meaning here, but there's been too many times when, when something has just shown up that is way beyond a, a coincidence. It's, it's just so much more meaningful and and the cards have been so powerful in that way because I think they're infused with a certain kind of kind of energy. Um, because I I would say that yes, my name is on here as the creator, but I didn't create them. Like it feels like it came through me in in some way, and um, and and that's why every time I work with them, like I eat my own dog food. I when you know if I have <laughs> you know something I'm I'm continuing to to play with and work with and and wrestle with, I'm going to use my cards as well, and and I. You know, it's just really, really powerful. Wow. Well, I mean, it, it is channeled. Like you said, you feel like you channeled it, but you did kind of charge it with love. You charged it with really good intentions. Like you wanted it to heal people. So there is a little bit of your signature in there. Oh yeah. No, there's, there's definitely, you know, like we talked about, like the universe has this pure energy and source coming through and then each individual entity of, of, uh, you know, this universal consciousness has their own paradigms and lenses and, and right. views and beliefs They're all shaping it. And, and that's where it gets interesting. Tying it back like a hoop. Well, we've had a wonderful conversation. There's so much that we can talk about. You're bringing consciousness into business. You're helping people with this wonderful Oracle in this journal, 
But what are some other things before we go and before I tell people about where to find you and everything, tell our audience one thing that you really want them to focus on, not just the 11 day challenge that we gave people for journaling, but should just something bigger. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to go into, let's go into the journal and see what is the bigger message. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull up something here. Let's see. All right. This is a good one. So it says, are you wearing purple glasses? So I, I use the purple one. So you don't know what, I don't know what page it would be in your journal, Okay. but so it says, are you wearing purple glasses? And that's what I asked my kids. I want to explain how our judgments, filters, and preset attitude impact what we see and how we respond. I would ask my son, Zach, if one of his friends did what Zoe, his sister did to him, would he react in the same way? Of course, the answer is no, but wearing purple glasses makes everything look like it has a purple tint to them. An annoyance beyond what happens when others would do something to them. We pass everything through our own filters and beliefs, attempting to make it line up. It's pretty fascinating since we were just talking about literally that. Um, With what we expect, um, so... So we pass everything through our own filters and beliefs, attempting to make it make it line up with what we expect to see or have happen. Try changing someone's mind about a deeply held political or religious idea and it won't happen. Everything that fits our worldview looks purple. But then I thought, why should purple glasses be about a bias that doesn't serve us? What if the colored purple lenses were about preconceived idea of a grand cosmic destiny unfolding before your eyes? Everything you see happening is actually happening for your highest evolutionary growth. Every meeting, book, resource, ally, and event is there for you. Every so-called obstacle or setback moves you more and more in alignment with your true path that is shown in purple. They're much better than rose-colored glasses. Purple reveals your cosmic blueprint unfolding perfectly, perfectly purple. Purple is associated with supernatural energy in the cosmos because it is the closest visible wavelength of electromagnetic energy, a few steps from x-rays and gamma rays. <laughs> wow, that's pretty good. That was pretty epic. And for people that are about to get the Cosmic Journal, it's page 131. So when you do get yeah. that, you can find that page. And my God, talk about synchronicity. Yeah. Well, well. so like I said, I eat my own dog food, which is, you can see in my copy of the journal, the right-hand page is you know, <laughs> the, that page. And the left-hand page is me actually journaling and doodling on what shows up for me. Well, you know, that could be the revised edition. The second edition includes your own personal input. It, it could be. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely could be. But, you know, that that notion of, you know, purple glasses or, or our filter or lenses is so powerful, right? But because it's like we, we see people uh, who, who have these built-in biases, but what if the purple glasses were like, like you were saying at the very beginning, and, and I think this fits right into it, is like, what if this was all about this grand cosmic destiny unfolding before your eyes and everything you see happening is actually happening for your highest evolutionary growth? Exactly. And, and, and then you... That's a pretty powerful way. Well, you can let it. go. You let go. You let go of all the self-judgment, the guilt, the negative energy, because that 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 energy itself that holding the energy takes away from your manifestation ability and what you can create with your talent in your service fulfilling your purpose in this world wow yeah use some of these artifacts as as just fun ways of tapping into that 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 power and, and magic too so uh you know it maybe it is uh when you're journaling maybe you you buy a pair of uh, purple tinted glasses and you wear those for your 11 day experiment to see what happens <laughs> or, or you know I, I i just made that up but that'd be a great way of of playing around 
Yes, because we do kind of create the own parameters for our spiritual experience. We can design it ourselves. Yeah. We don't. We can rely yeah, on external it. input if we need to mm -hmm. until we don't, or we can just design it ourselves. We have this perfect, beautiful relationship with that thing that's bigger than us, and it's going to communicate with you in the way that you design if you design it and believe it. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever read uh, this guy, Itzhak Bentoff? He's kind of a uh, not as well known. No. Um, he, he's got, yeah, you would really like it. Uh, he was like a, a an inventor. He was also in the Israeli army, invented a bunch of interesting things, but he was, he was an inventor and he'd use meditation to, to then basically, you know, look at what the universe is like in one of his books. He, he talks about that, you know, if you're, if you're an engineer, the universe is going to reveal to itself in, in the mechanicalistic aspects. If you're an artist, it's going to reveal itself in, in art. If you're a, you know, a poet, it's going to reveal to it in, in poetry. So it's like allowing that awareness of, of how the universe can, can continue sort of talking to you um, is, is really, really powerful. And it's going to show up in all sorts of ways. Yes. And it can be very specific to your personality. That's the totally. thing, because there's no true... Yeah dissection from yeah, that yeah. source. So it know that source knows exactly who you are, what you like and how you talk and, and all of those things. And, you know, if you keep track in your journal as one, you know, possibility, you can start <laughs> seeing things like that, where it's sometimes years apart. There could be one layer of a synchronicity or a message and then multiple years down the road, you're like, Oh wow, there's another layer of this that I just realized or, or something else because you, you, it's always like sort of unfolding in this perfect way. And, uh, and, and you're, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's magical. It's all inspiring. And, and it's just, it's just so much fun. in in, in that. <laughs> well, you say awe inspiring too. We've had a guest on who talked about the power of awe. There was a lot of synchronicities in this episode. I'd have to say you're a fantastic person. I really appreciate you being on. You, you've really enlightened us to a lot of different things. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. I appreciate you, uh, you know, taking a, a random email and saying, Hey, yeah, I'd, I'd like, a Oh and then no, I read right. energy when I, I know when I know. And I saw that right away. I was like, yes, of course, of course. Like I felt it. It's uh, it's our cosmic connection. It's because we're similar frequency human beings. I yeah. love Earl Nightingale. You talk about that. I'm sure we've studied some of the same prosperity teachers and therefore we matched our frequency. Boom. And here we are talking to each other, enlightening people, a lot of people around the world. So here we are. So by, thank by the you way, for being that, you know, what, what, should, what shows up for me as you're talking about that or intuitively kind of hits on that is you mentioned Earl Nightingale. And so I love words and I love names, right? Like Earl Nightingale. Nightingale is this beautiful songbird yes. and Earl has very, for those who have never heard Earl, look him up on, I think there's some on Spotify too um, and other places, but look him up because he has a very distinctive voice, this gravelly, beautiful yes, voice. 1950s. It's not a songbird. Audio. It's not, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, <laughs> you know, your last name, Weaver, I feel like, you know, there's, there's something there where you're weaving these strands of, of universal energy and, and, and these, I don't know. Like if we, like, if you talked about your exact mission, I bet it has something to do with, with weaving. That's all I do in my life is network and bring people together on so many different levels. That's always what I've done my entire life. Yeah. And then you think about silver, the metaphysical spiritual metal. I mean, it's a powerful metal and it transmits spiritual energy. So here we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me tell people where to find you. Yannicksilver.com. Right. 
That's right away, Yonic Silver, and you spell that Y-A-N-I-K. S-I-L-V-E-R, yonicsilver.com. You can also check out maverick1000.com. And that talks about some of the things that we touched on in this episode, some of the journeys he's taken with other people kind of evolving things in the business world, which is where evolvedenterprise.com comes into play because you can find out about the book Evolved Enterprise, which again, touches on some of the things we talked about at the beginning of the episode. And the journal, the Cosmic Journal, that's available on Amazon and wherever, actually, you can get books for purchase. It's available. And then the Cosmic Journey Oracle deck, that is actually just like a companion piece. I highly recommend just getting both of them. And then you have the full spectrum of this information. But you get the Oracle deck and you you create a situation where you're journaling based on that or you're pulling these things out to help heal yourselves or, or whoever you share it with that gains from it. And of course, let's do that 11-day challenge, people. This episode debuts Thursday, February 16th. And All we're right. going to start an 11-day challenge. And I want people to email me, Instagram me, if you're doing it, if you're journaling, after the 11 days, tell me what happened. Tell me if you've had an effect. If you feel like reaching out to Yannick, do that. I'm sure his email is readily available on his website. Tell him directly your experience with that. And thank you again, Yannick, for being here. Very much appreciate it. We're definitely having you back on. We're going to talk more about some of these spiritual concepts in the business world because we want enlightened high-frequency people to dive into the third dimension, create these entities so we can evolve the entire planet. Okay, can we do this, people? It. Yannick's going to help you get there. So thank you for being here. And please hold through the outro music, everyone. Do all the things I just told you because you need to do it. You're going to gain from it. And we'll see you next week. Midnight on Earth.